0: Diversity, bring it. The struggle, I welcome it. Snooze on life, never. There. I am Dave Regina, and this is the No Snooze podcast. Come on. Welcome back No Snooze Podcast episode 156. As always, I'm in the booth with a different three. We have Sean the Animal Degnan, he sits in ice buckets. That's why let's I just go, gave go, him let's go, let's go, <laughs> baby. That's why I gave him the nickname. Claudio <laughs> the Voice Valenzuela and I am Dave the Body Regina. As you guys know, uh, Mike Pirelli, we sent him on his way. Uh, last episode. So this is the first episode without Mike, but we have a great guest in uh, in Sean Degnan. He's done a lot over a uh, short period of time here. I think he's even a few years younger than me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, everything from you know being a high school athlete, overcoming adversity in the op uh, ops field in terms of of management, uh, a partner and GM now of the Sale House in Tarrytown. Tarrytown. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to introduce Sean. I want to get to know his story. I actually went to school with um, Sean's sister, Caitlin. So a big shout out to Caitlin Degnan. Shout out Manhattanville. That's right. Yeah. Um, and Claudio is actually a former Valiant as well. All right. So, Sean, welcome to the pod, my brother. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you guys having me on. I'm
1: uh, excited to get get into it today and uh, get down and dirty.
0: That's right. Um, so just like any story, I like to always... You know, get to get to know somebody from the beginning. So, give yep. us a, uh, I guess, a brief upbringing um, and kind of how the family dynamic was was in the house.
1: Yeah. Um. So one of uh, one of four kids in my house. Uh, big Irish family. My parents are both one of seven. So a lot of aunts, uncles in the area. Yep. Um. Just crazy. Just chaos.
0: Yeah. You know, everybody <laughs>
1: was playing sports. Everybody was doing their thing. Um. I think sports in my life, especially growing up huge component. Um, the, the Catholic church religion was a big thing in my, in my life growing up and, you know, still is, um, person of faith now. Um, it's, you know, it, it it's something that I think sports, um, religion, just doing the right thing, um, values, all that stuff mm-hmm. is something that over the course of my 31 years so far in life is something that has put me on the right path. Um, and, where I've gone off that path and done the wrong things it's corrected me and put me back on that that right path that I want to go on so um, all those things just kind of compiled together I think is uh, you know where I'm at today and little factors that that put me there
0: very cool um, yeah unfortunately for me I kind of peaked as an athlete in uh, in high school played a little ball in college as yep. well um, but you were a a champion wrestler right uh, yeah, yeah, section right.
1: champ in, in high school, Um, 189. I wrestled that my senior year. Um, I had a uh, separated shoulder my junior year, so... I looked like kind of like like Bionic Man. I had this big contraption on my shoulder for the last two years. So you
0: were cheating, basically. Uh, Get <laughs> <laughs> a robot on you, yeah. literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> basically,
1: I was, I was Iron Man out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, big, big wrestler, and um, I, I probably was better at wrestling than I was in football. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a football player, a wrestler my whole life. Growing up, I played close to 20 years of football and and same thing with wrestling almost. Um, But I ended up going to Springfield College and I played football. Um, I was getting recruited for wrestling and football. I was a running back linebacker growing up um, in football, but then got transferred over to the defensive side um, and played D-line. I was uh, D-end and then worked my way over to the offensive line. And it's Probably weird to look at me now and think <laughs> you're playing as a lineman, but right. uh, we ran the triple option and we were cutting people down the field and it was all downhill blocking and you needed fast athletic guys on the line and we were the national rushing champs twice when I was there. Um, so it was, a, it was a crazy transition and you know just a, a big humility thing for me where and we were talking before we got on here about just humbling yourself and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my big doses of, hey, Let's get humble. You're not scoring touchdowns anymore. You're blocking for the guys that are going to score touchdowns.
0: Wow. That's, that's actually a good point, I guess, as uh, especially in, in football. So if you're the one scoring touchdowns, you transition to more of a supporting role. Yeah. How was that? What kind of what kind of lesson did that teach you in life in terms of like business now, I guess?
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, number one, it's like it's not about you. It's about the team. Um, I think leadership and all that is something that I hold close to my heart, and I try to learn every day about leadership and leading my team's um, I think that really did start in college. Mm-hmm. I think in in high school and growing up, I, I probably thought I knew about leadership. And I had certain little components of that where, yeah, I was the captain of my teams. And, you know, I led in that way. But I didn't really know what leadership was until you're able to humble yourself. And, right. you know, I study guys like Jocko Willink, mm-hmm. uh, John Maxwell, and, you know, just the principles that they teach. And it's all about the team. It's not about yourself.
0: Yep. Yeah. John, John Maxwell is the goat. The goat. I mean, so, sometimes it, it, the voice now he's he's an older voice. Yeah. Um, but the concepts that he speaks on. I was actually just listening to an interview with him and um, Ed Milet. Best. Um, the best. I mean, literally the best communicator and uh, leader in yep. the world. Um, so I I know me. I was I <laughs> I actually in the last podcast episode I told a very. Uh, very humbling college story. Mm-hmm. And I was also arrested in college too. Okay. Um, you had a couple, a couple instances where you were, um, and this is where I'm gonna say, I don't think this is very fair, man. So you're a champion wrestler <laughs> and you're out here getting into some fights, man. <laughs> um, so tell us about that and how you, I guess for me, I've noticed now in my, my recent years, probably after the age of 25 to current, um, that I was really not in alignment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like you were saying, you're so focused on the field, you're focused on the court for me. But then the rest of my life really wasn't in alignment with the same principles that I was applying on the court. Can you relate to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, alignment, that's, I I pick a word of the year every year. And Mm. two years ago, uh, it was align. And alignment, I think is something that it's so hard to find. You think you're on the right path, you think you're doing the right things, you're doing what's cool, what's fun. And you learn by these humbling experiences a lot of the times, or, you know, things with friends and family that, that pop up that you're not in alignment and you're not, you know, with the right people, you're not doing the right things that you're supposed to be doing. Yep. Um, I, I had a lot of issues with fighting growing up. Um, I was someone that at an early age, I, I started going out and partying sixth grade, seventh grade, me, me and my friends were out wow. in the woods drinking and you know it was just kind of a cultural thing yeah and you know not that we had like a, a problem or anything like that but we were you know those kids that kind of pushed the boundaries and the limits and um we weren't afraid of getting in trouble and in in our eyes when we were out partying and and getting into fights and things like that that was that was the cool thing to do mm-hmm. in our eyes at that time yep. and um throughout those years of college uh i wound up getting into some pretty serious deals where you know people got seriously injured. I mean, we're talking broken bones, orbital bones, um, fractured wrists, uh, broken arm—like just crazy stuff that was happening in these fights. And um, you know, we 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 got in some serious trouble. And yeah. I was on the verge of getting kicked out of college twice: once my sophomore year and once my senior year. Um, I got kicked off the football team for a short period of time my sophomore year, mm. um, and that was the year going into junior year where I thought I was going to be up for the the captain spot. Yep. That was quickly stripped because, um, you the know. The behavior was off the field. Yeah. Right. You know, who's going to follow a guy that can't get their act together off the field, you right. know? If you're going to do that off the field, what are you going to do on the field? Right. You know, who, right. are you, who are you really? It doesn't matter how hard you hit, you know, how many touchdowns you could score, um, how you can lead the guys and all that stuff. If you're not leading by example, um, you know, who's gonna follow you? Right. And you know, that's something I quickly learned.
0: Oh, great point, thank you. Thank you for sharing that too. Yeah. Um, so when did the, um, I guess, when did the switch happen? Like, when was the transition? When did you fall in love with the the personal development? Um, you know, cause, I, and I guess we'll get to this too, but your, your routine now is pretty, I'm gonna go with with Sean the Animal Degnant. I mean, my man, I take cold <laughs> showers, but my man sits in a bucket of ice for for what? Two To five minutes is it like,
1: yeah, usually like four minutes or so. <sighs> yeah, try to do so it like I four, th- to, four to six times a week. I
0: mean, the cold shot, I'm still ooh and <coughs> an eye in there, so like the next step yeah. is obviously this ice bucket. But yeah. before we get to the ice buckets, how did you, uh, I guess make the the transition and what was the the switch factor for you to say that you want to be, you know, better both personally and, and professionally?
1: Yeah, um, so I think I'm if. If you know me, I'm a person that my entire life, I always wanted to be the best at whatever I did. I, I always wanted to be the best athlete. I always wanted to have the best food, go to the best restaurants, have the hottest girlfriend. Like I, I wanted to be the best at whatever I did. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started going through these struggles that really started putting me in some dark places in my life, um, you know, it, it took me a couple of years. I think definitely my sophomore year of college was the first big dose of that. Um, uh, you know, myself and a couple other really good friends, um, gotten some serious, serious crap. I mean, three of my best friends got kicked out of college for the big fight we got in. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, Springfield college football team versus the, uh, AIC baseball team up in Springfield. And there was bats, there was, you know, garbage cans, tree branches. I mean, it was, it was nuts. And, you know, people went to court, people got arrested and it was, uh, it was no joke. So, I mean, that that was the first big dose I would say of Mm -hmm. like, what are you doing, man? Again, my senior year, I wound up getting into a little altercation with somebody and I tuned him up pretty bad. And, um, you know, he, it was a a pretty provoked thing, but, doesn't really matter, you right. know. You know, the the outcome of what you're doing is you're a bigger dude, you're a, a psycho football player at the time mm-hmm. and you know, you put some real damage and some hurt on somebody and it, it's not cool. Right. Um so I think learning those experiences through the fights was mm-hmm. definitely the starting point. Um but I went through some really tough times with uh my girlfriend at the time. Um some some infidelity, she was cheating on me, things like that and that was something I think for me as well um that You know, you're Mr. Popular. I was the bartender at the the hot spot up there. I was the football player. And to be, you know, that person that gets cheated on and you're the person that you you are supposed to be that knight in shining armor dude, but then the the rug gets swept out from under you, um, as we were talking before, that identity of who you are. Yep. Gets questioned very fast. Humble pie. When, oh yeah, right? that's that's a fact. Um, so you know there was a lot of things and a, accumulation in those years where mm-hmm. I think, um, I didn't deal with it properly and um, it all spiraled out of control for me. I wound up having a really really serious anxiety attack in uh 2016, I believe it was. Um, went up going to the hospital, almost crashed my car on uh, 91 South, right right by um. New Haven, wow. and yeah, yeah. luckily um, that day, I was coming home from, from Boston that night, um, you know, I almost crashed my car, like I said, pulled over, um, the whole left side of my body goes numb. Couldn't feel anything. It was strictly the left side of my body. You know, my right side was fine, left yeah. side completely numb. Get over to a gas station, and um, uh, you know, at the time, I'm probably 225 pounds. It's a brick shit house, yeah. solid muscle, and a big dude, Coming out of my car, I opened the door. Couldn't speak, couldn't feel myself. I opened the door, fall out of my car. I had a 2000, what was it, 2008 Dodge Durango. Nice big old truck and, yeah. um, you know, big dude coming out of that truck. I fall out because I couldn't control my body. Right, right. I end up crawling on my hands and knees into the gas station. Wow, Couldn't speak a word. I'm just, like, looking at this guy on the floor as I'm in the mobile gas station right off the highway. And I'm like, help, help, I need help. And, um, even, even saying it right now, I get a little emotional thinking mm-hmm. about it because it's just like, you're at your, your weakest, you're at your lowest point. Right. And, um, you know, I, I ended up getting rushed uh, to the hospital. I was in an ambulance. They hooked me up the IV, the whole thing. And, um, you know, my heart's pounding out of my chest the whole time. And I'm in that gas station just thinking to myself, like, I, I think I'm dying. I think I'm dying. And, um, I'm sitting on a milk crate. They propped me up on a milk crate. The, the guy that was behind the, um, the counter and the, a nice customer that was in there and um come to find out like I get rushed to this hospital and I'm like did I just yeah as I start coming back a couple hours later coming back from it I'm like doc did I just have a freaking heart attack he's like no son I think you had an anxiety attack I'm like, oh my god what? an anxiety attack and it's now we're in 2023 and anxiety is a big topic right yeah, you now. hear it,
0: you hear it all the time right
1: 2014 15 16 it was not a big thing mm-hmm. you know you say the word anxiety i don't even know what it was right and um for you to tell me that as a doctor as you know being the, the mr popular the, the football guy had a great job i was running a company at the time i had mm. 20 employees right out of college that i was in charge of 40 50 year old men and i'm 22 years old yep. and you know you're that that leader in your head and this guy's telling you that you're uh, you're having an, an anxiety attack and you're suffering from serious anxiety. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up in your mm-hmm. head. Looking back, it makes total sense. Right. I never dealt with anything properly. Um, I was fighting some deep, deep rooted issues um, within myself mm-hmm. um, in regards to all of those fights, uh, the girlfriend troubles, the, the stuff at home. Um, it was just a lot of things accumulated to that. So that was, I think... Um, a long winded, answer to give you there. Um, no. that was when I really started making changes in my life. Um, I would say 2016. Um, and then 2018, beginning of 2018 is when, um, I went through another really difficult road in my life where three very close people died, um, four months apart. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a drug overdose and two other ones were just old age. My grandma, my grandma's sister, and it was just yeah. a, you know, one, two, three thing where- um, when I was on that fast track of, of rising, 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 boom, you come crashing down again. And, um, it was something that, uh, it put me out. You know, I, I, never experienced depression really like that in my life. Um, and I was in a, I was in a dark place and it was right after I started my commercial cleaning company. I started that company in 2017 with a buddy of mine. Uh, we were about a year in that all happens. He gets to a point where he was a little bit too busy with his life and he ends up stepping away from the company. Mm-hmm. So now I have a new business. Um, I'm also working uh, full-time for my other job. I was an operations manager down in the Bronx. and Hunts Point? Uh, down Hunts oh, Point. Yeah. Um, running a, you know, it, at that time, I think it was a $25 million business. Wow. Um, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to work every day in the morning and I'm fighting tears every day. And it's something that, um, you know, I, I had to start to deal with all that stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I started to in 2016 and then it put me out again in 2018. And then I kind of kind of finally hit like a, a point where I was like, you're, you're in a deep hole. And this is what I always tell people when I do my public speaking engagements is when you're at your darkest, you're at your lowest, there's only two places to go. And you could sit there and you could stay there mm-hmm. and you could just submit to it. And be weak and whatever or you could fight it you know you when you're at your lowest there's only one way to go stop. up and you know that's that's what i finally chose after a couple months of sitting in that hole it's like all right you know what stop feeling sorry for yourself now mm-hmm. start dealing with your issues you do have serious issues i think for men guys like me and you on the surface um we always have it all put together mm-hmm. internally so many of My guys that I know, know? successful dudes, they're struggling.
0: Absolutely.
1: And if you're not able to talk about it in an outlet where it feels safe, um, where you're able to express yourself and not be judged, um, not feel weak. And a lot of that time, you know, a lot of the times for guys I know, they can't do that with their wife, their girlfriend, because Mm. it is tough, you know, to feel less than or weak, you know, with your significant other. Cause you want to be the provider. You want to be that guy that's always there for them and and you know leads the way. So, you know, I, I think finding those outlets and those people and like you were saying before, like alignment, aligning myself with the right people, the right things, getting out of the stupid crap I was doing, drinking excessively every single weekend, you know, going out, partying, all that stuff, that slowly started to come to an end. Um, 2018, Mm -hmm. you know, till, till now, um, ridding yourself of just the toxic habits and finding those healthy outlets. Um, for me, it was podcasts. It was, you know, guys like you that are vulnerable and can talk about the weaknesses and deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, going to different personal development events. You know, I went to the 10 X growth conference. We were talking about John Maxwell. That guy's speech changed my life in 2019. Mm -hmm. I was down in Miami by myself. Um, I had 12 guys supposed to come with me to that conference. Little by little, they all dropped out to me. It was a non-negotiable. I said, you know, I'm going to this thing. I I need help. You know, and I went by myself and that was a, it was a life changing conference for me. And you know, he, um, he has his quote it's the quote I live by and it's uh everything worthwhile is uphill. And he was on he was on uh stage in Marlins Stadium and he's like this and he's he's pointing like this up in the sky and he's like everything worthwhile is uphill. And I'm like in tears in the stadium. Yeah. There's like 30,000 people there. And like you see other people too dealing with whatever they're dealing with and yeah. it was just like a a loving environment. It was a uh a humbling environment and you know like I said, those couple of years there is when that all sparked.
0: Yeah, wow. Uh, I mean, you just you shared a lot and thank you yeah. for the vulnerability because, yeah. you know, just as, as men, like you were saying, it's not very typical. No. Um, so it's nice to to connect and, and find, you know, like-minded individuals who, who are willing to express the vulnerabilities. But going back, I just want to highlight the, the anxiety piece. Uh, for me, I kind of witnessed it firsthand in college. One of my best friends, um, who's still a best friend of mine today, You know, he literally used to have me hold a plastic bag for him while he would have panic attacks Wow! um, just so he can recuperate the air. And that was the first time I ever really knew anxiety because in my home there was anxiety and stress, but our outlet was anger and frustration. Right. And I think that that's relatable to a lot of men these days because we hold and we bottle. I'm sure women do it as well, um, but I can only speak on, on my experience. Uh, to where we we bottle things up and then eventually you know you get to a to a breaking point um your breaking point i think you've you've articulated well and you can highlight that moment in your life where you crashed your car and you can't even feel half of your body yeah um and i never i never dealt with any um any real attack like that but over the past couple years, you know, there's times I call, I, I uh, have a st- very stupid term for it. It's called the booms where, where my heart is just booming out of my chest. <laughs> <laughs> like so Mike, Mike would call me a Neanderthal for it. And I'm like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just the booms, man. Like I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about all these thoughts. And then like my heart is just beating out of my chest. Yep. Um, and like you're saying, the on- there's times when I first experienced it, I would pour a glass a whiskey and I yep. sit back to try to take the edge off and it might do it for a second. But then right when I'm going to sleep, it's 10 times worse. Yep. So you have to find those outlets and those habits. Um, was there, so you mentioned that conference too, which is, which is great. Was there a specific book or a podcast that you can um, do you read? Do you read? Yeah. Uh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Cause for me, I remember, um, it was beyond basketball it was like the first book, uh, by coach K that really changed, you know, the, the trajectory for me Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I was very focused, like I said, very unaligned at the time, you know, I could, had a really good jump shot, but then the rest of my life was, was in shambles. Um, yeah. and then I read beyond basketball, which literally is, is that concept, um, you know, where you take an athlete, and it's much greater than than basketball. So there were so many lessons in there. So I'm always curious when people, you know, who have had extreme growth like yourself, yeah. um, is there something, and if not, that's okay, but is there a, a specific book you can think about?
1: Um, I think the first full book I ever read, and uh, this is pretty <laughs> funny. scary to say. Full book, yeah. Right. I mean, growing up, I didn't yeah, do either. homework. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't read. Yeah. It, you know, there was there was Harry Harry Potter books in in my room, and that was never cracked open once. <laughs> like I was hiding hiding stuff in there. That my mom didn't want to find you. Know?
0: <laughs> Sorry, uh, mom. Hopefully, you're not listening <laughs> to the podcast. You know. <laughs>
1: um, I think uh, the first full book I ever read was Millionaire Success Habits by mm. Dean, Dean Graziosi.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know. I think Danger that do that really changed a lot for me. Um, Grant Cardone was a big, big factor in my life uh, in, in 2018, 2019. Yep. Um, and I would say John Maxwell. I got hooked on his podcast. Yep. Uh, but my favorite book um, is uh, 12 Rules for Life, Jordan Peterson. Mm, and sure. That was just, I mean, that's some I deep, haven't read that.
0: It I got to pick that deep, up.
1: deep, deep knowledge. I mean, if you ever see his his uh, speeches and his, his stuff he does, mm-hmm. You'll get lost real quick. Yeah. I mean, this dude is smart beyond belief. I mean, way above my pay grade. But um, if you're able to take little nuggets from what he's saying, yeah. he tries to break it down in um, simple concepts. But then when he explains it, it gets it gets crazy. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, a couple of those things definitely mm. big big helps for me.
0: Awesome. Talk to me about some of your your habits now, um, and definitely include the the ice bucket. But you you I, I you know when we were talking back and forth. For the produce, you were working overnights, yeah, which typically is not like like you got to have some mental toughness to be working overnights, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess what 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 does a routine look like for you now? You know, I guess when you wake up in the morning, take us through your day. Yeah, because um, I always like to just for my own value and knowledge yeah i uh, like to hear about that stuff. So. yeah
1: yeah um i mean I, I think number one with routines habits all that stuff it's for me at least it's always changing mm-hmm. um you know i go through phases and seasons in my life where you know I'm, I'm journaling every day where i'm reading every day um meditating every day all that stuff and then i'll go three months without it mm-hmm. um and that's like you were saying before with you know guys that you know and stuff it's that's life i mean yep. you go through peaks you go through lows Um, so, you know, for me right now, um, I work out usually six days a week. I would say sometimes seven days a week, sometimes Mm -hmm. five days a week, but definitely at least five. Um, working out is, is my outlet. Um, that's my biggest stress reliever. I'm sure you can relate to. Um, it's something that makes me feel good feel confident after doing something hard. Um, I'm proud of myself after doing, you know, that hard stuff. Um, but um, I, I take ice baths four to five times a week. And now, what what kind of contraption is this? Yeah, right.
0: so uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. I know, I know. But <laughs> I, I'm, this is for me. I don't care about any other listener right there's now. There's a so lot of stuff. I'm out trying there. to. Yeah. So I want an ice bucket. All yeah. right. So any, maybe we should collab with one of these ice bucket uh companies. Here. Yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. want Let's go one. Go. No snooze
1: and ice bucket challenge. <laughs> Let's go.
0: But I am. Uh, it's one of those things, and I'm sure. Uh, people can understand this but like it's one of these things that I know I'm gonna do and I really wanna do it Yeah, but I haven't done the first like uh, I haven't taken the first step to actually go purchase one of these things Yeah, so I'm curious to know about it Have them. you ever been in one? Uh, back in college, you yeah, know, and then, and then and stuff. I've, I've also done cold plunges, right? Like I've gone to places, I've done yeah. a cold plunge, yeah. I jump in the so, lake when so it's you know cold. what it feels like at least. Yeah, but now, this is, you guys are a little excessive. You guys dump actual <laughs> bags of ice into cold water. <laughs> I mean, this thing is like 20 to what, 30 uh, degrees? Uh, yeah, it's usually
1: like anywhere from, I mean, the coldest one I ever did was 28. Okay. Usually so, it's like 30 but, to 40. All right.
0: So just for con concept here, right? We basically operate a bunch of facilities and we have indoor pools. Yeah. Okay. We operate these pools indoors at around 80 to 82 degrees. (laughs) People complain publicly. And this is, this is a real issue. They complain when they take a class in the pool and it's 78 degrees. So to give concept to what actual, how cold this water is. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And it's not like the ice melts. The ice is sitting there still, right? So go ahead, talk to us about it. You got some weak customers. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, Yeah, man. I don't know. There's just that. That's another thing I think for me is like your self self inflicted adversity. Um, Same thing with working out, doing a hard workout. You know, you're you're crushing those muscles. You're you're hurting. You're working to exhaustion. Yep. Um, Like you know, um, it's the same concept in my head, at least Mm -hmm. it's, it's more mental than it is physical for me. Um, if I wake up and I'm not feeling good, um, one thing I do pride myself in is like, I'll allow myself to be down on myself for a couple minutes, but then it's, then I'm back, you know, it's that, that mental switch happens for me Mm -hmm. and I don't allow that anymore, you know? And I think the, the, the cold plunge, the ice baths, those things, it's something that you're jumping in there and you're, you're out of your mind, like for going in there. And all the guys I know that do this, there's a lot of close friends of mine that that that, that do this. Um, it's the same factor of like we're putting ourselves through adversity. So when adversity that we don't expect uh comes, yeah, and it hits us, we're prepared for adversity. You're you more know? prepared, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, more prepared yep. than we would be. Um, and you know, you can't dictate outcomes, but you can influence them. Mm-hmm. And if your mindset is trained for for battle and war ready, whether it's an ice bath or whether it's, uh, you're running, you know, 10 miles or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, you're putting yourself through something hard. I think that's the, the real piece for me that I'm addicted to. And it's like a drug.
0: It really is. It is. It actually is. Um, and even chemically, right. They call me the big science sometimes, but chemically, (laughs) you know, that, that, uh, spark to the brain is a dopamine hit and dopamine is the same, you know, uh, chemical that goes off when you drugs yeah right so it's actually that that's that's a fact yep. um now for me again so I do the cold shower thing and right now it's light work it's it's really you do, not you do it every day I do it every day yeah literally every day I, I work out a shower in the gym right to ice cold boom I get in yeah but this me like for me to get in this ice bucket challenge or do this ice bucket thing it's not like I'm coming off of a workout so I do think it's next level because I would have to go home get in a bucket of ice <laughs> like it's not for me i, I don't want to take away from the cold shower because yeah. it is it is a hard thing to do but i'm basically already sweating and hot yeah. so i just so, turn it to cold and i just get in there and i just shower and it's almost refreshing sometimes. you get what i'm
1: saying <laughs> right yeah right. so like this morning for instance i got up first thing i did was i, I have uh we just moved me and my girlfriend to a new apartment the halden shouts to the halden over in uh, west harrison like white oh, okay. plains area yep. right real close to manhattanville actually cool cool right across the highway um but um, first thing I did when I got up today was uh, I have a little corner in, in the living room and I call it the wellness center. And like my girlfriend thinks I'm out of my mind. I've got a foot massager. I've got a neck massager. I've got a foam <laughs> roller. I've got a red light therapy thing. Um, what else is there? I got Epsom salt for the ice bath. Um, I've got, you know, stretchy bands, all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm just, I have so much stuff that I do every day to make myself feel good. And for me, it's a challenge every day. I mean, all the the pounding on my body, football, all these years yeah. lifting heavy weights, all these years, like it's taken a serious toll on my body, and it's that's no joke. And you know, people that look at those NFL guys and you know all these serious professional athletes, those guys don't don't let it fool you. I mean, they are they're hurt, right. and you have to do a lot to make yourself feel good. And for mm-hmm. me, it's. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just going to do something to make myself feel better. So right. today I got up. I put my feet in, in my foot massager. I could do that. I that put, doesn't sound
0: very hard. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very hard. Yeah, so you're already the <laughs> there. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, I did that. I put my red light therapy thing on. I put my little goggles on. I look like an idiot. Um, I'm, I'm in there. I got this red light therapy thing in my face. Um, I'm drinking my pre-workout. Um, and right before that, I, I, put all the ice in my ice bath. So as I'm doing this, my, where's the
0: ice bath in your actual bath? It's no, in it's right
1: outside my apartment. I have like a small little patio. You literally could fit two chairs on my patio. That's
0: it. Okay. Like, so, so I don't have
1: like some crazy backyard or something. I have a small little patio, probably smaller than the size of where we're sitting right so now.
0: So you're a big dude, but like, what kind of bucket is this? Is this going to fit me? It's a 50
1: me? gallon. Uh, you, you're like a bigger than me. I can get- <laughs> <laughs> it's a 50 gallon, um, like tub. That I got. Um, so I mean, you're you're up in you know up north a little bit. I'm sure you got a little, little more space than I do. You could probably get a nice big tub. My boy, my boy Joe has got a big. Um, I don't know. It's like one of those farmer tub type like things. like a keg thing, like the right? rubber made like yeah, ones. Okay, night yeah, okay. Buy yeah, them at yeah. Home Depot. Yeah. he does his in there. Um, yeah, that's one thing. Can I do this in a trash can? Yeah, 100%. Is that weird? I did that in
0: college, right? St- yeah. Standing up. You could, can I, <laughs> yeah. No, but you get in it, bro. Yeah. Like well, that's what it? mine is. Yeah, well, I have. Like, and you it. have to, yeah, that's yeah. the torture, because you get in, that's torturous, yeah. and then you have to, like, literally shrink down and fit your entire, all your limbs in Yeah, there. you just- You go underwater, too? Yeah. What happens if I, you pass out from hypothermia? <sighs> I don't know. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully your girlfriend save you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, man. So it's you know, it, for me, it's just addicting. This just, is safe
0: though, right? Like we're not. It's, we're not. Are it's, we see, I mean,
1: them? no. I look. <laughs> no, i, I, I mean. ain't a doctor. I sell crab cakes at a restaurant, so <laughs> don't take my advice. Uh, but uh, I'm just a screwed up individual that needs stuff to feel good. You know. Yeah. Um. But you know, I I have a f- really close friend, and he uh, he's got this brand working. It's called Ice and Iron. And, um, he's a, he's a former drug addict and his big thing is he gets in there and that's his dopamine hit, like you were just talking about. And, you know, it it is addicting and it does make you feel good. And chemically it it changes a lot of things for you. I mean, it makes you, uh, just 10 times more energetic. I mean, screw, screw coffee. Mm -hmm. You wake up. I mean, I was, I had kind of a crappy sleep last night and, you know, I did my little routine this morning and I got in there for four minutes. I got out, I'm like screaming that's a and long it, time you know my, my my girlfriend thinks i'm nuts but i'm like i feel so damn good after i get out of that mm-hmm. thing and it's just so good for you you know i mean yeah it, it and, and in terms
0: of inflammation right yeah inflammation. and joint pain dude yeah. my elbows from pull-up oh, yeah. i do a lot of murph workouts now oh yeah so my my uh, i guess it's tennis elbow now
1: yeah uh, yeah <sighs> dude <laughs> it will help you 100%
0: yeah yeah oh yeah all right you know what I, I, i'm putting a challenge out
1: there actually. i was just gonna say let's, go ahead let's let's, let's get let's get you no snooze <laughs> on on the ice bucket okay next week or or, or you, uh, let's, right. let's give it a two-week time frame
0: okay so i have to go i want you to come
1: em. no i want you to come over okay. and we're gonna get video footage <laughs> oh. of this. okay and we're gonna get okay. in that ice bucket Deal. and then we're gonna do a workout
0: done Challenges out y- you heard it here first challenge is out perfect Hopefully, it's on a day where I have my daughter or something. I can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do it. What, we'll what, it what are, like,
1: your habits to, to feel good? I mean,
0: where... um, Well, so, my, I mean, I'm very routine-oriented. Um, the biggest switch now, though, is I take my daughter to daycare. So, like, you know, before I had my daughter, I mean, I was locked in 445, you know, the— the habits are still the same, but the time frame is a little bit different. Changes, yeah. Now I wake up at 5.15. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes she will I'll wake her up at about 6, 6.30-ish. So I can't do my routine until I kind of drop her off. Yeah. But the first thing I do in the morning is I wake up and I hydrate myself, right? I actually go look in the mirror. I know it sounds a little weird. I give myself a little affirmation. Love it. Um, always complimenting myself. You know, my beard is on point. Love you know, it. Looking shoulder's good. Shoulders looking right. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Oh, yeah. Look good. <laughs> feel good. Play good. That's right. So I do that. Um, I... Do a little uh, gratitude. Um, I don't journal, which is something that I do wish that I do, that I would do, uh, but I do it in my head. You know, I I just go through the motions, but there's actually a a place that I pray on every single day. Um, And it's a a bridge with water when you're coming up the Taconic. Um, So after I drop my daughter off, I'm on that bridge and I say a prayer. Uh, But I head right to the gym. Um, I get my workout in for about an hour to an hour and 20 minutes. And I do the cold shower, and then I'm off to the office. Nice. Um, so that's my, you know, my typical routine that has lasted for years. But there's a lot of things that I do wish that I could do more of, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, something like a foot massage sounds great. There's no reason why I couldn't set up a little thing and kind of get that going. Um, Little things like that. But I also, um, I read 10 pages a day. I used to do that prior to, uh, I used to sit in the sauna and read. Mm -hmm. I ruined a lot of books that way. I'm sure. Um, So now I actually read when I get into the office, 10 pages a day. Um, And I also throw Joel Osteen in my ear every single morning. Joel's great, man. His his
1: recent book actually was one of my favorites.
0: So I haven't read his book, which is ironic um, but I've listened to every single podcast that he's ever put out and typically it's a 27 to 29 minute podcast Um, so right in the morning when I'm just you know getting my my lunch ready or something like that I just throw it in my ear and it just sets me in that sets me in that tone but that's what that's the I would say that habit right there is probably my best habit that I've been Uh, I've seen the most growth in terms of my mindset, because when you put something in your ear, regardless of how you feel in the morning, right? There, so many days where I wake up, got a shitty sleep. My head's not right, whatever. But that non-negotiable of taking that AirPod, putting it in my ear and starting to listen to somebody. And I have to be honest with you, sorry, Joel. There's sometimes he's repetitive and there's sometimes I'm like, all right, this dude's way too optimistic. But by the end I'm locked in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm saying the prayer with him and, yeah. you yeah. know, I, it's on yeah. to the next one. I um, mean, that's a simple habit I've always kind of um, I've done, but I was almost embarrassed to share it for whatever reason, because of that misalignment. Yeah. You know, and now that I'm on that path of, you, you know, again, I still don't have 100 percent alignment in my life. I don't know if, if anybody does or you can ever get there. Nah, you're always um, seeking yeah. Out. And, I, you know, you always make mistakes. Um, and that's something that I just try to limit these yeah. days. And if you make a mistake, you know, you have to, you have to own it. Yeah. Um, just like I would on, you know, on the basketball court back in the day. Uh, but the biggest switch was, was, uh, in athletics as well for me when I was able to take the, and articulate to myself, why is it that I can do an extra suicide? Why is it that I can do when I want to do 10 reps, I could do 11 and 12. I'm fighting through that pain. And now as a man, I'm very proud to say, and again, not perfect, far from it, but I'm proud to st- stay in adverse moments now when it comes to my relationships, uh, when it comes to me wanting to flip out on my three-year-old daughter. And it's the same mental toughness that I would apply to that bicep curl or yeah. whatever I'm doing to now staying in the moment, you know, so th- that's, that's been my, my, I guess uh the most recent growth for me and really trying to hone that skill because it's hard you have kids yet no 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 kids yet god bless you hold off
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah not that i know of at
0: least (laughs) (laughs) no i mean the kid the kids uh really changed the game but um you know i'm sure you've heard this too so many people in my life when i was 18 20 they're like wait till you're 25 wait till you're 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's wait till you're 35. Yeah, yeah. Wait, and in my head I'm like I'm just going to keep getting better, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and and life gets harder and harder, and especially with kids. The lack of sleep is ridiculous. But if you can find ways to alter your habits, the same way somebody without kids would get a new job and now your routine is off. Yeah. It's a it's a season of your life that you have to learn how to how to figure that out. Yeah. Um and that's that's really what I believe I'm striving for every day. And yeah. and I think that that's that's something that we really all are striving for in terms of progress, right? It's progress over perfection yeah, no, every day fun. of the week.
1: I, I think it's – um there's there's things that are addicting and toxic and there's things that spread like wildfire mm-hmm. and complaining is one of them, you know? And if you're around people that are complaining, and I've been around tons of them, you know? And, and complaining and venting is, you know, it's kind of similar. Yep. You know, there's people you could vent to for sure, but it also reaches that limit where it's like – all right, dude, enough. You know, like, I don't want to hear this thing yeah. anymore. And you know, I deal with that at work sometimes. And it's like, get get rid of it. You know, sure for a mm-hmm. for a hot second you could do that, but um, on the flip side of that, positivity and you know, spreading you know good stuff like we're doing now and those podcasts. I mean, for years, I mean, I would I don't have Snapchat anymore, but for years when I was waking up at two thirty in the morning going into the Bronx, I would send Snapchats to like twenty of my closest boys. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, blasting DMX. I'm like, let's go, you know, (laughs) hyping people up for the day. And for me, it was like, it was, yeah, I'm doing that for them, kind of, but it was more so for myself. Mm. Because, like, I'm shot. I'm tired, you know. But if you just trick your mind, you know, force yourself into positivity, like you're saying, listening to something like Joel or a Mm. positive podcast and reading something good every day, flood your brain with that positivity and just good things, you're going to eventually start to see some fruit come from that. Right. You know, and, yeah. you know, there's there's people that complain. There's people that do something about mm-hmm. it, you know.
0: It's funny you say that with the, with the uh, Snapchat. So one of the OG no snooze stories is me waking up at 4 a.m. doing this for probably, I mean, I was doing it for years, but then I was on Snapchat, and then this is when Instagram came out. And we had decided to start the podcast, but we, and and I'll tell you guys this now, we had started this podcast in October, but we set a release date for January. So we were building hype off of nothing. We had no equipment, no cameras, no, but we were like, this is going to give us three months to figure it out. The least we could do is go on Instagram and pump this thing up. But if you remember, we were called the fitness and finance. And this is again, years ago. But the first thing I did in the morning is I woke up, I looked into the camera and I said, no snooze, baby, come on. Love it. So then Mike- I I think my sister told me about this, by the way. So then Mike, he was like, so we started noticing people reposting. The people who were up early, they were like, hashtag no snooze, hashtag no snooze. So I literally wasn't thinking about it from a business standpoint. Then Mike being the business guy that he is, he said, that's it. Yep. He said, that's the name. I said, that's dumb. No snooze. Like what? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, that's what it is though. You're no snooze. Yep. And we transitioned from the fitness and finance, changed the Instagram name over to No Snooze Podcast, and that's actually how it And now uh, we're in NBC about. Studios. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest, is, the rest is, uh, is history. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NoSnooze30. Again, that's NoSnooze30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. So I want to transition a little bit to to business. Right. Yeah. You've done you've done a lot, man. I mean, you, you have this commercial cleaning company that that you spoke about. Now, that's actually as an owner. Right. Yeah. yeah so I, how, I started that with a buddy from college. Right. How did you I guess talk to me about the finances. Right. Like I'm always interested in people who started up like, yep. you know, how did you how did you have confidence to start a business and kind of where did financing come to say. You know, let's do this. Yeah, um,
1: I mean, it was all self funded. Um, but I was so I was working down in the South Bronx, Hunts Point, and the wholesale produce market. There's the meat market down there, seafood market, and that is the wild, wild west. I don't rec- recommend anyone, you know, of the of the weak hearted to go down there. It yep. is no joke there and it's you know there's real bad area but it's also a very very profitable area and there's a I lot have, of business going down there
0: i have not to cut you off but i have uh well i'm gonna cut you off i have, I have family members that work for reuben brothers 30 uh, yeah, years 30 years and uh, yeah in the freezer. I, dealt,
1: I dealt with reuben yeah. for a long time yeah. I, I purchased from them um but so i was working down there and it was a uh, a family friends company that uh they're, they're from irvington they have uh, the Andy boy brand which is out in California all the lettuce the broccoli broccoli Rob they actually brought broccoli Rob from Italy to America Wow and broccoli Robs like my favorite thing in the yeah world. it's delicious um, but um, I started working for them and I was doing overnights and I got to the point where when I was doing overnights I lost like 20 30 pounds of muscle I was shocked I mean raccoon eyes I was not sleeping mm-hmm. and if I did sleep I was sleeping 12 hours and I was it was just all out of whack you know yep. And I basically went to them and I'm like, listen, like, I'm kicking ass here. I know I am, you know, and I'm in it for the long haul with you guys, but I need to change something here. I can't do these overnights anymore. Mm. And so I got my hours changed originally to, um, I think it was a a 2 or 3 a.m. start or something like that, which was like, for me, for me, it was amazing. It felt like 9 (laughs) a.m. Like, it was (laughs) nuts. Um, And then eventually it was to 4 a.m. start, 5 a.m. start and- I found very quickly that I had so much free time in my afternoons. You know, I would go to work. I would get out of work any anywhere from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Right. And um, I would do a quick workout for an hour. And then what do you do now? Mm-hmm. And I started planning a, uh, a painting company. And um, during that time, the... The world the universe god brought me my boy from college who i was always close with, but never that close with mm-hmm. he gives me a call and he's like uh he's like yo degs i think we gotta meet up let's talk i want to talk business you know blah, blah blah i'm like all right cool come over so i was living in uh in riverdale at the time and um he comes over and he's like yo he's like i want to i want to start a company and i'm like awesome i'm starting a painting company right now um you know i was probably a month into planning that mm-hmm. by myself yep. and he's like Commercial cleaning. I was like, what? Commercial cleaning. I'm like, I don't want to do cleaning. And he's like, commercial cleaning, man. He's like my, my uh, grandfather, my father's been in the industry for 40 years. He'll give us contacts with suppliers and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So we got the ball rolling like that. It was like, all right, screw the painting company. Let's go commercial cleaning. Wow. So, and and
0: the overhead is not as, I mean, is it, What's the, what's the investment look like for something like that? Because last episode I mentioned um, Mark Carter and, and uh, Tri-State Pressure Washing. Yeah. Is, it, is it something like that that has a low overhead to yeah, kind of start? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. No, we, I'm always interested in that. We,
1: um, so we named the company All-in-One Solutions um, Commercial. We were facility maintenance at the time. Now we're commercial cleaning. And we could just kind of go by AI1. Um, but the idea behind that was All-in-One Solutions, let's do everything for your facility. Mm. So we as you were saying before the, the fitness and finance thing, like you're kind of faking it till you make it. <laughs> exactly. And you know, <laughs> exactly. I was, I was a phony business owner yeah. and, um, I was promoting myself very well, which I always have done. And, um, I wound up getting my first walkthrough for a cleaning job and it, it kind of happened by mistake. It was, I signed up for home advisor and that was like a lead generation service that okay. puts you in touch with different, different businesses and whatever they if you purchase the service, they give you the address and the contact information. Mm -hmm. But before you do that, they give you the actual scope of the work and they just don't give you that contact information. We didn't purchase that service yet, but the contact information was by accident there. I reached out to the guy and he's like, all right, he's like, can you come on Monday? And it was a holiday. Um, I forget whatever Monday holiday it was. And I'm like, yeah, actually I could come. I could take a look. He's like, all right, it's a full scope cleaning, four floors of an office, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, awesome. I'm in. Where is it? He gives me the address. Empire State Building. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm waiting for my new polo with my logo on it to be finished. <laughs> I call this guy and I'm like, dude, I need the polo today. <laughs> like, no. like I, I don't care. I don't need 30 of them. I need one because I need to show up to the Empire State Building on Monday. So I walk into the Empire State Building. It's LinkedIn's headquarters. Wow. And I do the whole walkthrough with LinkedIn and uh, by myself, and again faking it till I make it. I mean, I did a lot of studying and business plan. We planned the business for seven months before we launched it. Very cool. Um, but that was the kind of the start, and we didn't end up getting that job. But we got down after there was twelve companies. We got down to the final three, mm. and you know that was just kind of a nice little golden nugget for me of like, dude, you could do this, right? And, um, you know, the, the upfront financing wasn't much. I mean, I think maybe it was 10, 15 grand total mm-hmm. for between me and him. Yep. Um, you know, bought, bought a bunch of vacuums, a bunch of power washers and whatever, spray bottles and microfiber cloths, things like that. But it, it wasn't too much, you know? So we, we just kind of got the ball rolling and we were doing everything ourselves in the beginning. I mean, I was scrubbing toilets for two years. On on my free time, um, mm-hmm. I was, you know, doing dusting walls and things like that. And little by little over the course of the next couple of years, we started gaining different type of businesses and we yep. kind of hammered back down to, all right, let's focus on one thing that we're actually good at. And that's commercial cleaning. It's profitable. We know it's not too crazy as far as like the scope of what you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. We could teach people how to do it and right. trust them to do it the right way. Um, and you know, we started just growing it that way. So it was a very organic growth. I mean, a lot of friend referrals, um, family, friends, my using my network.
0: Yeah. Know? Yeah. Very cool, man. No, it's a great, great story. And again, I'm, I'm always interested personally, yeah. um, on, you know, side hustles, how they become profitable yeah. and all that. Um, so now I guess, take us through the transition of how you get to Salehouse. and you're a big foodie, Oh, yeah. Right? I oh, So yeah. I saw some of your, uh, what, what's your Instagram plug for Dine, the food di- show? Yeah,
1: Dining with Degs on Instagram.
0: Dining with Degs. Yeah. Very That's some cool. nice
1: merch out there. Don't burn the garlic. <laughs> there
0: don't you go. Don't burn the garlic. And you yeah, could yeah. cook, boy. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I haven't tasted it, but I look. Yeah. it looks good. It looks good, right? But that could be like me. You look good and everything <laughs> else is in shambles. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, how'd you get into the, um, so obviously the produce you know, introduced you, I yeah. guess, to the vegetable side of things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, I guess, getting into the industry and now being a partner and general manager yeah. of Salehouse in Terrytown. Yeah. Um, so,
1: I mean, long road coming from South Bronx, for sure. I mean, that was something that I thought I was going to do forever down there. There was crazy earning potential. I was making good money when I left. But um, I got to the point where it was just, again, alignment. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't yep. in alignment with where I was going. Um, I wanted to do more things on my own. I wanted to level up. I wanted to change my lifestyle. I think my my lifestyle habits were just not where I wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wound up searching for jobs for like probably a year. And I got 11 job offers in 2021. Um, All general manager roles. And because I was an operations manager for the company. And when we started... Gotham Fresh was the company the Rego brothers owned that I worked for. Oh wow! For. Thought, yeah. And Gotham Fresh started in 2014 when I graduated college. Zero customers, zero business. We grew that eight years later when I left. It was it was a 35 million plus business wow. in revenue every year. Um, so it was a huge operation, and you know I learned a ton. I mean, and that family taught me so much about business, and I took that and I said, all right, you know, along with my commercial cleaning company that I had for four years at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was freaking Bill Gates. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. thought I knew everything. And uh, I got out there and I I, uh, ended up taking a job in Stanford, Connecticut, where we are right now. It was kind of very close, like a mile away. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought a condo in Stanford. I was commuting to the Bronx. It was just too much for me. Uh, Took that job as general manager of a real estate staging company. Um, Very big transition. And I'm talking about all different industries. But- Mm -hmm. Um, took that job and it was a, that was a challenge, man. I mean, I, I thought I knew what I was doing with everything. And, um, it's just, you know, you're, you're in different industries and business principles apply everywhere for sure, but there's variables and there's people are a hard thing to manage. And when you have people in power that, um, don't align with your ideals and, things, things that, you know, you want to do, it's, it's very hard to succeed mm-hmm. that way. Um, and I, you know, I, I ran the company for a little over a year or so. Um, I got a raise and literally a week, maybe two weeks later, I ended up, uh, stepping away. Um, cause I just, I did not align with the, the owner. Um, she has a very successful business and you know she's a, a great person, but mm-hmm. just me and her weren't on the same page. Right, gotcha. um, this opportunity with the sale house came about from um, a guy that my mom used to babysit, actually. Wow. <laughs> Way back in the day, wow. and, you know, when he was a little kid uh, in Ordsley on Forest Boulevard, uh, Tom McCardle. So he got this opportunity with the Washington Irving Boat Club in Tarrytown. Um, they had ran the restaurant there for two years and they have a marina there as well. And you know they found out quickly that running boats is a lot different than uh, running restaurants and, mm-hmm. and bars. Yep. Um, so we stepped into this opportunity where we took over the whole facility. It was always a separate business. There was Sunset Cove, the restaurant, and then there was uh, the boat club, which was the bar and the patio. Mm-hmm. It's right underneath the bridge there. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: so we, uh, we took that over January 15th of this year, 2023. Um, no business plan, nothing. We kind of just full head of steam went into it. Um, I grew up working in restaurants. I was a bartender for ten years. I was a waiter, a busboy. I was yeah. everything growing up. Um, actually, speaking of trouble growing up, I was twelve years old. I got in some serious trouble, and my dad was like, "You're going to work at Sam's restaurant in Dobbs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's the best thing I ever <laughs> ever happened to me because wow. I fell in love with food in the restaurant world. Full there. circle
0: moment, right? Those yeah, and that's that's not by by chance. Now, man. Yeah, that's that, that's all. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in us just being, we're basically pawns in this life and everything is already aligned. And then it's just about us matter of time. yeah, yeah, And that's it. And, and the, the final story is already written in my opinion, you know, and and I, something like that where you hear it full circle. Yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah. So, you know, here we are, we're a couple months in now, seven months in or so. And, um, you know, we opened up April 15th and it was, it was crazy. I mean, again, this is, this is my fourth company that I'm running now. And, um, it's a different beast man wow. i mean it is it's not easy and starting something from scratch and from the ground up is it's very hard and it's yep. the third time I've done it but you know the first time was with a lot of support second time was on my own and this time was kind of 50 50 and I was almost left without a pad a little bit and yep. you know expected to do a lot and um I learned very quickly again like don't be afraid to ask for help you know take on what you can but don't be you know, a superhero here because you're going to end up crashing and burning the ship if you, you try to do everything. Um, and I, I ran that company for three months, basically by myself day to day. My phone number was on the building out front before we opened. So, I mean, it was just 24 seven. I mean, I was working 120, 140 hours a week. Wow. Um, but now we're in a great place. I mean, we just finished up the summer. We had an amazing, amazing summer. Um, we learned a lot, you know, we had, different menus over the summer where, you know, our kitchen staff couldn't handle some of that stuff. And we had to scale back a few times Mm -hmm. and humble ourselves again and say, look, let's get good at something first before we expand. Wow. And uh, that's where we're at right now.
0: That's awesome, man. Um, So four companies by the age of 31. Yeah. How does that feel when somebody else says that to you? Because that's very impressive.
1: (sighs) How does it feel? Um, I don't know. I was listening to something the other day. Andy Facella I haven't listened to him much recently but he gets a little too political
0: now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not right? Really, I'm not really with his whole movement anymore but I, I do get down He's a beast, with, though.
1: with his core values and stuff mm-hmm. I do get down with and there was a there was a video I was listening to and it was uh explaining like a winner's mindset and I'm sure you could relate to this too where winners always feel like they're behind and you're going to always be chasing the next thing you're always going to be you know looking to grow and get bigger and and better and whatever you're doing so i mean i've learned to give myself some grace and um look at the successes and say good job Mm -hmm. but same thing with my failures and my you know moments of uh doubt and things like that i let that happen for a short period of time and let's let's keep moving the envelope forward because there's a lot of work to do yeah um so feels good i guess but Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot more to do. Absolutely, you know? and you know, I'm sure you relate to it as well. I mean, you've grown this podcast to something mm-hmm. that's probably beyond your wildest imagination when you first started it. Um, but there's there's more work to do. That's right.
0: Um, yeah, no, and again, I, I ask these questions for me. Hopefully, there's value to listeners. Um, but I, I, I'm the same exact way. I used to have a problem with. I remember specifically, I was a, a 30 under 30 top business professional by um, 914 Magazine. That's awesome. Right? And I remember obtaining the award, and I didn't even take anything in. I don't remember what the food tasted like. I don't remember who I was talking to. They did a podcast episode. It was an extravagant event. Yeah. And I wish back then I had, again, that was four years ago. I wish back then I had the ability to take that moment in and just be proud and give myself a little bit of grace yeah. Do you know what my mindset was at that moment and i remember saying it on the podcast episode to them and i said you know this award's great but it means nothing if i don't receive a 40 under 40 like wow. what a dick yeah <laughs> like you know what i mean like it, it and it was a that was constant right i remember when i uh first uh, i purchased a uh, an investment property uh put you know money at the age of 26 it was kind of you know my my uh it was all i had at the time it's a big deal it was all I had. And like, I was just like, yep, let's go on to the next one. And I never sat back to say like, wow, pretty impressive, Take you it know, in. right. A couple yeah. years later, I bought another property. And, you know, my plan every five to seven years is to acquire another property um, just for general generational wealth. And, um, you know, leaving something. I heard this last night at dinner, so it's not from me. But he said, you know, I want to leave my kids something more than a than a couch. <laughs> yeah, than, than yeah. like a, you know, just a uh, old antique, yeah, you know? So I'm I'm hoping to to leave something behind, uh, but I like to pick other, um, you know, successful brains and like-minded individuals on how they kind of receive that stuff. Uh, two uh, business principles that you've learned along the way hmm. that you'd like to share and that you know to be true.
1: Um, when I first came into a managerial role, um, right out of college again, it was 2014, so close to 10 years ago at this point now, Um, Joe Schneider, the general manager of Dorigo brothers, um, came to me and I had kind of a quick altercation with one of not my direct employees, but someone that was, you know, I I was above him like level wise in Mm -hmm. the company and he was like 55 years old and I was 22 years old. And it was a principle that I'll I'll never forget. Um, I kind of lost my cool real fast and something that was a big problem for me during those years, as we talked about with the fights and, you know, all that stuff. Um, You know, I, I didn't control my anger. I didn't control what, you know, I was thinking. And he said, never raise your voice. It's never going to get across to that person. And it's a principle Mm -hmm. I learned later with John Maxwell of like, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yes. And um that's that's probably the best thing I've ever learned because I again, at times do I lose my cool and things like that. Yes, I'm not perfect. But as much as possible, I will try to be the level-headed dude and right. you know, um keeping calm during chaos is something I I really do pride myself in now. Um so I, I that's one for sure. Um and then I would say just in leadership wise um, again, huge leadership, just junkie um, being the person to lead by example, um, there's a pitcher that I need to buy and I haven't bought it yet, but it's my favorite pitcher and there's there's a top portion of the pitcher and there's a bottom portion of the pitcher and I don't know if you've seen this or not and there's a guy in the front and he's pointing forward and his troops are behind him and then there's a guy, at the back on the other portion of the picture and everyone's in front of him and he's pointing. So the key takeaway I have from Mm -hmm. that is lead from the front, lead by example, show the way, you know, don't ask someone to do something you're not willing to do yourself or that you haven't done yourself. Um, Don't be the guy to bark at people and say, do this, do that. And, you know, that's something that I try to be very conscious of mm-hmm. today. You know, I've, I've done every single role in the restaurant. Yep. I understand it very well. I speak to people in a manner of please and thank you always. You know, treat the, the janitor the same way you treat the CEO. That's right. You know, and I'm not above anybody. You know, we're, we're a team. You know, you don't work for me, you work with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how myself and my partners like to pitch it as is, you know, we're on the same team here. You know, yeah. it's 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 not a it's not a hierarchy of you know uh, I'm in charge of you and this and that. It's just we're on a, we're on the same mission here. Yeah. You know, let's let's get this goal. Let's attack that goal together. Mm.
0: Well, well described. Um, definitely received. John Maxwell is getting a lot of credit, but in leadership, oh, yeah. one of his favorite, one of my favorite quotes that he always says, and it's it's so easy to to articulate, but I might mess it up here. <laughs> um, but it basically says. People won't go along with you if they don't get along with you. Mm. And as a yeah. leader, that's yeah. fire. That's and it's fire. so simple. That's fire. But it's such a simple thing, but it's the truth. If yeah. people don't respect you and you can't get along with people, yep. you'll never be able to lead those people. No. Whether you have a title or not. No. Right. And that 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 hits me. Like yeah. I, I receive that because that's <clears> big. I see I see that every day. And I really pride myself uh, now on on relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, and and literally, you know, I have a great title at work and to me it means absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, because if I can't have good people with me along for that ride and in support of a bigger vision, I tell them all the time, I'd be really screwed if my entire staff didn't show up one day Yeah. in reverse. If I don't show up one day, y'all are good. Yep. And I constantly try to remind people of that concept all the time. Yeah. I mean,
1: did you, were you always like that or when did you get that like humble the humility like factor?
0: Uh, humble pie. Um, I mean there's been a lot of a lot of moments in my life but I, I would say I saw actually a lot of bad leaders yeah. you know I worked for some some really great people who had really good personal values and I had good personal relationships with them but at work I hated everything that they did. And I remember, you know, I was I was young at the time, but I was basically an intern and I would bring up the higher up, call him the CEO, um, a cup of coffee every morning. Right. So I remember specifically one time I walk in the room, there was people there and it was other higher ups. And I said, oh, I'm sorry to interject. He literally looked at me and said, Where's my fucking coffee? Oh my God. So, and I, of course, you know, little Dave walks, goes, makes the coffee. It was Folgers. I probably spit it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now when I see him, I shake his hand and he's about this tall. So I look down on him and I'm like, But it was one of the best lessons I ever received because in that moment, I remember I wanted to punch him in the face. Yep. But I went and I did it. And then I remember being like, I never want to be that. Yep you know, because everyone else in the room really, they, I think they gave me money. <laughs> I think I walked in I, and this, I was young. I walked in and I gave him his coffee. And I think one dude slipped me $10 because he felt so bad and was like, yo, here, have a tip, dude. Like buy yourself some lunch. Cause that was atrocious. Yep. You know? And that, that's, I, I think that type of stuff in my life really made me understand, you know, what relationships were. Um, and I've, I've shared a whole bunch of things on, on this podcast in terms of you know, some, some moments for me. I don't want to drag that out here, but we could do that uh, another time. I want to, um, before we, before we close out, you know, you, you spoke a lot on the anxiety, the depression, the the mental health piece. What's one takeaway that you've learned now kind of on the other side. And I don't want to say on the other side, as in you don't have, or you still won't experience some level of that. I think we all do. Whether we can identify it or not is one thing. Um, but what's one takeaway, for people maybe to apply who are struggling with anxiety and depression and again you're not a doctor I'm not asking you to be a doctor yeah. but from your own personal experience
1: yeah um in 2018 when I was just finishing up that whole like depression anxiety time when I was dealing with those deaths and things things like that um, I was asked to go back to my college and speak to uh, my college football team and it was the homecoming speech which was a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. we had, John Cena went to my college. We worked out with him twice. He came, not wow. talk to the team. And like, so these were like big speeches and not that I'm anywhere near that guy, but um, in my head, it was a, a very big thing. And um, I was coming off that time where who the hell am I? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't even go to work without shedding a tear at that point. You know, I was in a dark place. Um, I asked my coach and I said, you know, what, what am I going to talk to the team about? You know, I, I, and I explained to him where I was kind of at with myself and what was going on. And he was like, just talk about what you've been through. He's like, you're still here. You're still standing, right? You know, you made you made it through. So why don't you talk about all these horrible things that happened in your life and how you got through them? So for me, that was the spark of my public speaking journey, which I've done since 2018 now, mm-hmm. too. But I went there and I spoke to the team. And I basically just unloaded all of the worst things that I've done and happened to me in my life, happened for me, I should say now, um, in my life. And I relate it to eight mile, the movie, you know, there's that last rap battle. And I tell this in the public speaking engagements that I do, you know, he, he basically just says everything that that person is going to say negative about him Mm -hmm. and he dishes it all out. And it's like you're naked in front of the crowd. It's like, what can you do to me now? Right. This is me. And in that, in in those years leading up to that, I think my whole life, I always thought like, if you expose yourself, you're weak. But there's actually so much more strength in being vulnerable. Mm. And that's when I learned that in 2018: of like, there is strength in vulnerability. And being able to open up to somebody. And it doesn't have to be your, your mom, your dad, your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever. Yep. It could be a guy like you. I mean, someone like you, I could find and, and tell some dark, deep shit that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to connect. I know you're going to receive that and probably give me some decent advice. And, you know, for the person that's dealing with those tough things in their life, that's the strongest thing you can do and the
0: most freeing thing that you can do. Bang well said um and just side note i'm not a movie guy but i can articulate well b rabbit's final oh, i'll go work for one <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely um where can uh where can everybody find you give us um you know the sale house info give us your personal info yep. and and you know any way that people can uh can connect with you.
1: Yeah. Um, Instagram is definitely my biggest, uh, biggest page for sure. Uh, Sean.Degnan, S-E-A-N.D-E-G-N-A-N. Um, i have got my commercial cleaning company, All-In-One Solutions, AI1Solutions.com. Uh, I've got my cooking page, Dining with Degs on Instagram. And lastly, The Salehouse, House. The SalehouseTerryTown salehouse, on Instagram. Uh, we're open all year round, seven days a week got weekend brunch we've got um a lot of cool things happening uh, over there so excited for the future with all that stuff going on
0: very cool um super grateful for you for you sharing your story for you coming on uh sharing with with cv and i um really want to acknowledge you for all the all the growth that you've had thus far and i'm extremely excited honestly to uh, you know, to do some work with you. I know we have some uh, some things oh, yeah. that are definitely planned. Um, leave us. I usually do Dave's dime of the week, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll spare everybody today. Leave us with the the best advice that you've ever received.
1: John Maxwell, baby, 10x growth conference. Everything worthwhile is uphill. Keep pushing forward. You know, nothing in life that is uh, worthwhile is going to come easy. So, you know, if you're going through something tough, you're going through something hard it's probably towards a goal that, uh, you know, it's going to bear some fruit. So appreciate sure. you guys having me on, man. This is amazing work that you guys are doing. And shouts to uh, No Snooze and the whole movement, man. I'm, I'm all here for it. That's right.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, guys, as always, you can shop the latest merch at nosnoozeshop.com. I used to have Mike to do the send-off with me, so I'm going to have to do it by myself. Uh, so until next time, stop snoozing, get up, and get after it. I got to get in the fucking ice bucket. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. That's another Epi in the Books. You can follow us on Instagram at Ghost News Podcast and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, no News. Shop the latest merch at Ghost News Shop.com. Come on.